Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, if you ever felt as though um, telecommunication company, a cell phone company was using uh, aggressive or misleading sales practices, well, the CRTC says you're not wrong. But they're not really providing a lot more in the way of details. So the CRTC was ordered to look into all of this. There had been some reports about unacceptable sales practices. So the CRTC has come back, says their inquiry has confirmed these allegations. Say they exist in all types of sales channels, in store, online, over the phone, even at home, when companies are going door to door. But in terms of which companies, they're not saying. Does this happen more in certain parts of the country than others? Well, they're not saying. Uh, the CRTC compiled the report after five days of testimony of public hearings in October, months of information gathering, including more than 1,000 comments from individual Canadians. CRTC says it plans to follow up its report with measures to address the problems identified through the inquiry, but most of those will require additional regulatory proceedings. So we don't know exactly what's going to be done in response to this, if anything. So what do we make of all of this? Joining us uh, for some thoughts uh, on all this, very pleased to welcome to the program, Dr. Mary Cavanaugh, Associate Professor at the University of Ottawa School of Information Studies. Professor Cavanaugh, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Hi there. Thanks for having me. So what do you make of the, the CRTC's conclusion here? Well, as you said in your intro, uh, I mean, for the first day, let's just say this is good news because the CRTC has, regul- has recognized misleading and aggressive sales practices for wireless consumers as systemic, as in it's not just, you know, your mother, your grandmother, your sister, your daughter, your son, your neighbor. No, there's a systemic uh, pattern of the service providers employing misleading and aggressive sales practices. So so that's good because you know what? That's It's been a lot of work to get to this recognition. Well, as you pointed to- out, so go ahead. No. Well, and I was going to say, I mean, you've been involved in, in some of your own research on this, at least in the Ottawa area. Tell us a bit more about what, what that uncovered. So we did the the mystery shopper, the secret shopper research that's referenced in the report. Uh, we're not the only ones who have done it, but we did a big chunk, and we've done it a couple of times. And yeah, we did it only in the Ottawa region. But, uh, you know, we had two different scenarios, a pre-purchase and a post-purchase scenario, and we went to all the major service providers twice uh, with each scenario. And, you know, our results were very, um, there was no consistency, no reliability, no transparency. We couldn't get the same story twice. So we reported all of that in the fall. And from our point of view, in our very, a very selfish way, they heard, they, they recognized the value of the work. So in their report, they're saying, well, maybe we should be conducting more secret shopper studies. Yeah, well, as you said, let's see what the next steps are. So what kind of practices are we talking about here? So, you know, if you we did ours only uh, in kiosks or in, you know, shopping malls and service, so face-to-face. So we didn't do anything on online, okay. but we would go in to... Two of our uh, our students would go in as a as a pair. We had the you know uh, the same scenario all the time, and so either we couldn't get a straight answer, as in what's the price, 
um, well, it's this, but then there are a whole bunch of conditions. And there was a lot of pressure to sign right away. So if you, you said, okay, can I write this down or, you know, take it away? You might get something scribbled on a piece of paper or in a couple of cases we had, you know, service reps just pointing to a picture on the wall saying, well, that's all we have and no, we really can't. So, you know, it's, it's hard to be, to make a good shopping decision. And then, as they point out in this report, if you have any, if you're vulnerable at all, seniors, uh, people with hearing impairments, uh, people with language or, you know, new, uh, new to the English language, if you have any kind of vulnerability that way, you're at even more of a disadvantage. And the pressure to, to sign is extraordinary. And once you sign, then you get all the documentation. So one of the things we were asking for is, okay, consumers, we want, or service providers, we want, uh, written quotations. So like, and that's, you know, something more formal yeah. that I can take to three different stores and three different service providers and compare. And they won't do that. Or wouldn't do no. that. No, yeah. no, they don't, they don't do it. They, you know, some of them have a practice of actually deliberately not writing anything down. Some of them will, but it depends. And again, like I said, we couldn't get the same, we couldn't get the same customer service twice or four times from the same company. And, you know, that's a bit weird. And we couldn't get the same offers twice it, on the same day in the same city from the same company. So the credibility of the information and the sort of the whole interaction gets called into question. And, you know, this is a big deal for people. Because the question of, of what's aggressive when it comes to sales tactics is subjective. And obviously, aggressive sales tactics are not unique to, to cell phones or, or the telecom industry. I, I suspect people could probably tell stories of aggressive sales tactics uh, in, in a whole lot of different sectors as well. Yeah. So at what point does that become uh, an issue or a problem that needs to be solved? Well, that was one of the questions the uh, CRTC asked all of the people who were seated across from them. And uh, our answer in, is that, it, of course, it depends. And sure, there's, you know, there are lots of different ways that, you know, we buy all kinds of things, houses, cars, you know, clothes, yeah. whatever. And we encounter a whole variety of sales experiences. We were arguing, though, that uh, telecom and uh, data plans and and this digital package that you're buying is not the same as buying, um, you know, a stove and a microwave. First of all, you're signing on and you need to understand, you need to have a package that works for you so that you can do all the things that, you know, the government wants you to do online. And for, if you're, depends on who you are and how you know, susceptible and whether you're informed. There's a wireless code of Canada that says there are about 40 different elements that the service providers are supposed to tell you about before you sign. You know, about unlocking, about data plans, about roaming fees, about out of country, about um, family plans, bundling, and so on. And they're, they're required already to do that. And to a large extent, they really don't do any of that until... You have already become their customer. And then, of course, if you want to change your plan or have you ever tried to phone and make a change or and it shouldn't be the case that you have to appeal to the supervisor and, you know, threaten to cut your service off to get a better price. It shouldn't be that way. 
so the, the people who are making these sales pitches, do, do they yep. have incentives built into to their compensation that, that encourage this kind of behavior? Are they ordered to, to present things in a certain way? What, what's your understanding well, of why it's happening then? You know, I heard the service providers all, you know, made their presentations at the hearings. And they're not, you know, nobody is deliberately, I would say, from their point of view, from a corporate point of view, of course, they're saying it's not our intention to do that. However, um, of the several of the major service providers have incentives. So the sales incentive, the sort of the commission, you get extra money or whatever it is for um, for sign, signing up a customer, is there. So it, it creates a very uh, varied kind of experience. And of course. Our research said, we hear you, corporate head office, that you train your people and, you know, you put them through this very rigorous process. But our experiences tell a very different story. And there was a big disconnect. And I think that there was enough evidence uh, that the CRTC heard from not just us, from from lots of Canadians, from lots of different points of view, that it is systemic. That, you know, notwithstanding their best intentions for customer service, you know, there's... There's, it's systemic that there are problems that need to be fixed. So how do we fix them? Yeah, well, <laughs> okay, uh, Calgarians, Albertans, Canadians, you have to pay attention. You have to continue to be vigilant because you know what? As you know, you suggested in your intro, nothing's going to change tomorrow. It's going to be exactly the same. I think the service providers, um, you know, they will have read this report and they'll be thinking about or already implementing you know, their best efforts. But what this report, from our point of view, says is that there needs to be a little bit more independent monitoring and independent um, sort of compliance to, to set standards that are outside of customer service training from each of the service providers and to set a kind of baseline for for consumers. So we have some reasonable expectation. They mentioned a couple of things like requiring uh, quotations in writing requiring, um, you know, um, a period after sales where you have an option to withdraw, uh, requiring standards for um, over the phone, at the door, and face-to-face so that it's the same experience, so that people don't have to. But the big question after how this is good that they recognized it is, so, okay, government, now what? And, you know, like you... I know governments churn slowly. So the big question will be, what's your implementation plan? How is it going to work? When can consumers expect to see real changes? And who is going to be holding them accountable for for whatever changes are put into place? So is it fault of the CRTC at, at this point? I mean, it sounds as though they're going to take some time to study what kind of response there should be. I guess there's nothing stopping the government from taking action, though, right? That's well. The, the CRTC will has re- presented their report to government, and I'm assuming that they, I hope, are already working on some kind of an action plan that will involve, you know, consumer advocacy groups. Um, there's an education piece. There's uh, the service providers to try to kind of strengthen the experience for everyone. The whole point is to raise the bar so that you know it's a positive that we don't have to have this kind of inquiry again in five years, that we stop hearing the sort of pervasiveness of this, these kinds of practices, and that the marketplace works the way everybody wants it to work. Mm-hmm. 
in the meantime, and, and look, I, I don't think anyone's saying the onus needs to be on the consumer to fix the problem, but nope. are, are there things that consumers can do in the meantime to maybe better protect themselves, do you think? Well, what we advocate strongly is that uh, you, if, if, well, if you're, you know, a new purchase or you're going, you're changing providers, for example, and you're, you're, you're in the shopping zone, take somebody with you um, and audio record. So, yeah, and you have the right to do that. And it's, it's not uh, seen as bad. I mean, they record. You can also get request a transcript of the, so, so that when you're in a conversation with a customer rep, and they're telling you about the deals, you have it in right, you have some kind of record that you can refer to that says, well, you told me this. And they say, because what happens now is they can say, oh, no, we never told you that. Yeah. So you keep a record, take somebody with you, and don't be too quick to make a purchase to sign. Take your time. Don't let them put that, oh, you know, the deal's only good for today, pressure on, because you know what, the deal is going to be there tomorrow. So, so take a bit of time. It's worth it. And there are lots of information tools around, but, you know, just check your networks. Uh, we're hoping that we can get apps that people can have as like to use right in the store that says, okay, customer, this is, these are the things you should be paying attention to, but that's a ways away still. So, you know, be vigilant and, and report anything that's misleading that you feel is inappropriate. You should be absolutely reporting that. All right. Well, I appreciate you making some time for us here today, Professor okay. Cavanaugh. And we guess we'll see what uh, what comes next here. Yep. See what happens. All right. Take care. Thanks again. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at twelve thirty on News Talk seven seventy Calgary.